Welcome to the World Series where home cooking sucks. Yeah, what's going on here? I mean, I know people don't really like going to Houston and people don't Apparently like the Nationals going. Do. I know they like going there, right? <laughs> Generally speaking, it's like a terrible place to visit. I mean, I know the people there love it, but you know, it's like and then you go to DC and Houston just rolls over this fan base. It's just like, "Oh, we finally made it to the World Series. Finally some relief." How about three home devastating losses in a row? You're welcome. I don't know what that feels like, though. You know, you've waited all this time for your team to make it to the World Series. You spend oodles of money to get to see your team play in the World Series, and they lay an egg for three straight games. Now, oodles, is that like the uh, the Euro it is. <laughs> it is. I just, I just want. What's the, what's the oodles to dollar? Uh, I think it's conversion? like three and a half. Oh, three and a half. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I spent oodles to see the Red Sox in two thousand and four, mm-hmm. and we we bought our tickets online. Maybe I don't know. It was. I think it was in in the middle of Game Seven of the the infamous seven game series between the Yankees and the Red Sox. And Mm -hmm. as soon as the Red Sox took the lead, I think in like the third inning, we bought our tickets and then we red eyed flight to Boston. We didn't stay in Boston because all the hotels were booked and we stayed outside Boston someplace and then just took the train in boom, slept I actually took a nap in the stands as we were waiting for the game. Wow. Also, I was so screwed up on jet lag that I couldn't convert the three-hour-ahead thing. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking the game was about to start three hours ahead, and I, I couldn't get it out of, like, a like I had an, an earworm on it. I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking. And I was like, where is everybody? Is there, like, is there a security problem? Is this going to, like, is this, like, 9-11 again? What's happening? Where are all the people? <laughs> like, four times I had to be corrected on the three-hour thing. Anyway, uh, not my finest mathematical moment, but I got to see my team win that game. Of course, they, I think they swept the Cardinals that series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to see my team uh, win that beat game. Beat the Yankees. No, I saw them beat the, the Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals game. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, kind of a slugfest, uh, which was great because, you know, when you go to a game, I, I think, I think a, a World Series so you game were like there that you when they fest. ended the curse. You were there. I was at Game One uh, to end the curse. I th- and I thought about going to St. Louis, but then I was just like, you know what? I'll just enjoy it on television. <laughs> so that must have been a big deal, though, for you know to be in the stands for. It game was amazing. One. It was yeah. amazing. And of course, it was it was one of the great sports experiences of my life. Yeah, kind of like the way it was for the the Washington fans. Oh, sorry, this is a little this is a little inconsiderate (laughs) of the Washington fans, right? Sorry, sorry, Nationals. (laughs) They didn't get that joy. They didn't feel that joy. Might be another year that this happens, but probably not. Um, Yeah. So, but yeah, sorry, (laughs) didn't mean to rub it in anyone's face. But this Astros team is just so good. And then Scherzer gets pulled because of his... Uh, it's crazy. Before it's we amazing. get into all that... Oh. This is Fall Territory. Oh. I'm John Sumple. He's Jed Rigney. I am Jed Rigney. This is I, episode 113. I am Rusty at How to Do a Show. 
This is episode 113, the Ron Burgundy Anchorman episode. Good movie. Wait. Filled with quotes. But wait a minute. That's considered the 13th best 13th comedy? 13th best comedy so, of all time. Look, I will concede that movie has a bunch list. of crazy lines that are totally quotable and usable throughout life, but that's just a bad movie. Structurally and, and storyline. Like, it's all over the place. The story's like, horrible, it, but it's just, filled with one-liners. Ridiculous, filled with classic. Filled with, filled with one-liners. Yeah. Fair enough. So we, yeah, we, we've already acknowledged that this list is not probably the best list, but we've committed to it, so we're sticking with it. Yeah. You know what? This it's list this too. list is number 22 on the list <laughs> of top 100 lists for lists <laughs> yeah, about it's, comedy. It's not the best list. It's not the best list. Yeah. Top 20. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, back to the, the World Series. The, yeah. Uh, I still think we, we have a possible Game 7 on our hands because Strasburg has been pretty much lights out in the postseason. Verlander, a little wobbly last time. He has been lights on. Yes. If, if that's, if that's <laughs> yes. the opposite of lights out. Right. <laughs> so, you know, Garrett Cole, a little stumbly in the Game 1, but uh, epic performance last night. Earned his 200 mil last night. Yeah. It reminded uh, everyone that, yes, 200 mil is the starting price. <laughs> yes, he will. He, I think he definitely ratcheted up a few mil after that one as well. Yeah. But I thought it was strange that he mentioned at the end, I don't know if you saw the post-game interview, um, with Ken Rose, uh, Rosewall? Rose, yeah, whatever. Rosenthal? Name, Ken, Rosenthal, yeah. Ken Rosewall was a tennis player back in the 50s and 60s. Um uh, Rosenthal asked him, you know, was there any discussion about, you know, going out there for the, the next inning? And he's like, oh, no, I was done. You know, he's like, yeah, I, le- I left it all out on the field. Yeah, I was done. I was I was toast. So because he was basically saying, you know, was there a discussion about you being available for, for game seven? He's like, yeah, I know. I was I, I left it all out there, which, you know, you probably want to keep that one to the vest. You think a little bit there's like, yeah, no, I, I'm ready whenever they need me. I'm ready. It is weird to hear a baseball player say that because Especially normally then. it's just like, yeah, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. Right. Did he right. Was he part of the team that won two years ago? No, he wasn't there. Huh. Even stranger. Anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. the the Nationals chance to win this thing really was in that Patrick Corbin versus Jose Urquidy game. Right. Uh, I repeat. by Urquidy. Jose Urquidy. <laughs> yeah. And Urquidy just shut down the Nationals. That was it. That's the story. Yeah. And Corbin got what's the opposite of shutdown? He was lights on. Right. He was lit up. <laughs> he was. He was shut up. Wait, no, that that's a different expression. But yeah. did, did, what did what did you think about the the big quote unquote controversy last night with the umpire all of a sudden feeling like the strike zone didn't matter, like for. You know, both sides of the equation. He did it once with uh, the Nationals uh, on an obvious strike that he called a ball. And then the two balls that he called for the Nationals, the first one just barely outside with Eaton, and then the next one for Robles was out high and outside, and he called it a strike. Basically ended a first and second, two out, chance to tie the game with a home run moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, obviously, you know, the robots – are coming they're coming and they're what do you figure way. you figure like five years right they got to work within it out five, in the minor years, leagues, um, five years yeah. 
work yeah, it out. Apparently, it, didn't, it hasn't been going too well in the Arizona Fall League. Yeah. There's been pitches bouncing in the dirt that have been called for strikes. Well, and again, that's that's the issue that they need to keep an umpire there who's just like, oh, okay, so if it bounces then into the zone, like, right. we don't want to add that aspect to the game. So let's – there does need to be a human element because, you know, if, it's, if we make it too artificial intelligence – then next thing you know, they're you know starting nuclear wars against each other, and then right, right, you know thermonuclear war. Yeah, Would exactly. you like to play a game? Exactly. <laughs> no thanks, Joshua. How about we just play some baseball? Yeah, that sounds good. So yeah, I, a, I think that's this, a war it's, games it's, reference for everybody under is. forty. <laughs> Going way back when Matthew Broderick was a little boy, just a wee lad. Before the, uh, that was for his big uh, his day off. Yes, for his it big, was. Uh, it was Bueller's, uh, early, his early times. Yeah. But one of my favorite movies. But I mean, I've seen that movie a dozen times. You know, back yeah. in the day when it first came out, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Doesn't Which one? doesn't play play oh, well now? Doesn't War Games or yeah War Games? Yeah, Ferris War Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> both both are epic. both are a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, fun movies. But uh, back to the series, I yeah. think um, I think this is a big game because anything happens in a game seven, and if the Nationals can win, it's it's a toss up. But it's a big if going back yeah. after losing three in a row. There's a little bit of a morale drop, yeah. Especially since the games really weren't that close. You know, they 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 well, they, you know, when the, when it started, I guessed, yeah, I thought Nationals in six. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they won the first two games, and I was like, "Okay, good, that's good." Now you just need to have Patrick Corbin do his thing. He did not. Annabelle and Sanchez Scherzer being out, and then Scherzer being out, and you know he's got to be in pain if he's dropping out of Game yeah. Five of the World Series. Like that's yeah. got to be like just awful pain. Yeah, either that or just a big wuss. Arm. Yeah, it you know, can't, can't handle the pressure. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be hoping that, you know, the cortisone shot makes him uh, available for Game 7 if there's yeah. a Game 7. So that's fingers crossed moment for him, obviously, and Nationals fans. But it's just got to be brutal as a fan to, you know, be riding high after the first two games. And then you're like three days later, four days later, you're looking at elimination. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, if it if it goes according to plan, next two games are in the bag for the Nationals. I think it would be the first time in the history of the World Series that a game seven, if a series goes to seven where the, the home team did not win a game. That would be right. That would be a one for the record books. That would be but one I'm hoping, for the record books. I'm hoping for a, a, a dominant Strasburg performance, maybe a one nothing win. Uh, would be nice, but the bullpen for for the Nationals has proven to be their Achilles heel. Although they, you know, they've given up big run, bunches of runs when the bullpen has been in there in the three games. Right. Except, uh, except, John, think about it. They've given up runs that haven't made a difference. Haven't made a difference. True. That is true. So when it's on the table, when it's in, when it really matters, when it's the buck is up against the sharks and the and the teeth are chattering. I don't know what that any of this means. The bullpen's been fine, but when it's been yeah. like we have a two-run lead, we have a we're behind by two, and we need to just keep it close. Well, that's when it's no. been like, hey, Fernando Rodney, why don't you serve up a grand slam? 
Hey, yeah. you get a grand slam. You get a grand slam. You, you get a grand slam. Yeah, tough, tough to tough to watch. It really has been. And you know, you want for exciting. And there was moments of of excitement. There were opportunities squandered. A lot of left runners left in scoring position for the Nationals. And the same yeah. thing held true for the Astros when they were at home. They didn't score. So yeah, it, it's it's gonna hopefully will be a good game. Uh, I would love to see it go to Game Seven. That would make for an interesting finale for sure. Yeah, I find myself not particularly caring which team wins, but yeah, just being disappointed that the games have not really been that thrilling. Right there, there has there really hasn't been a a, a really close game. Well, was there was there no there they haven't been close, none of them really. Yeah. So yeah, you want those you know nail biters going into the the last inning and really. It'd be like the most boring those. seven game series in the history of baseball. That's one for the history books. <laughs> yeah, but it's still you know it's still um, you get two marquee starting pitching staffs. Yeah, for the most part you know. No, I mean it's the, awesome pitching. It's been the great two pitching. pitching staffs. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping for an epic game. Tomorrow. Except for Patrick Corbin, right. Right. And he didn't look that impressive at no. all. He did not look like one of the best. I mean, he's a top, what, five, seven pitcher in the National League and didn't look it. I mean, he's top ten for sure. Like, And yeah. the thing is about you have these two teams and they have six of the top 20 pitchers in baseball. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And you would, you would expect a little bit better. And it is interesting, though, too, because you would think that the Astros would have been demoralized and the Nationals would have been hopped up after being the two best pitchers in baseball. Yeah. At home, you know. And yeah. then, yeah, did not deliver. Yeah. Just, they, they needed no. just one of the three to be in the driver's seat. All they needed was one of the three. Yeah. You know who's laughing the loudest, though? Bryce Harper. <laughs> And at first, you know, when they, it was funny because they interviewed him and he's like, I hope they win, you know, after yeah. the first two games. It's like, yeah, I don't have any ill will, you know, yeah. just, just, yeah, those guys are great. And now he's probably snickering just a little bit, just a tiny little bit. I, would I mean, think. I mean, look, he's always going to have his whatever, $300 million. So it's not really going to matter. But I'm sure he would much rather not have them win literally right after right he after left. Right after he left. Yeah. I would, you know, I would think like so. you break yeah. up with the, you know, you break up with the girl and then all of a sudden she hits the gym and she's, you know, right. she's she hot. gets everything sorted out. She gets that <laughs> job. She gets that job that she always wanted. And you're just kind of like, oh, OK, great. Well, that's all fine. Great. All right. Cool. Yeah. So happy for you. Yeah. And then she starts, you know, going out with some super hot dude binge and just like goes deteriorates overnight. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> No, it's been, uh, yeah, it's, it has been a, uh, I guess, a series of surprises when you look at, okay, first two games won by the, the Nationals, the next three won by the Astros. Those are surprises in both yeah. of those situations. But they haven't been particularly great games. When was the last time we did a podcast, John? Where was this? It was before the World Series. But it, it was, was it before, had the, the Dodgers hadn't been eliminated yet, right? No, no, you're they. right. They had not. I don't think they had. No, we did. We didn't right. get a chance to talk about your frustrations. Yeah, no. I I'll be honest with you. I didn't really. I didn't really take it that bad. It was very no. strange. I was because I was filming in uh, like around Dodger Stadium, not at the stadium itself, but like in the area of Los Angeles around Dodger Stadium. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, people were not excited. 
Really? There was not like an enthusiasm. Like when they lost, it almost seemed more like, okay, yeah, we all kind of felt this was coming. Hmm. And, you know, the, the Nationals just stepped up and, you know, took it to uh, Clayton Kershaw. I still think Dave Roberts makes bad choices. And he's got a little bit of that Grady Little thing of just like, you know what, I'm going to. I feel like he's constantly in an internal struggle of how long he should leave somebody in. He's like, well, I mm-hmm. took that guy out too early, so I'll leave this guy in a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And like, no, oh. Kershaw got his out in the in his game, and right. then he and, was, and that should have been it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, but he's like, no, we'll bring him in for another inning because he's Kershaw. And like the home run he gave up to Rendon, like you can hardly fault that Kershaw. Was a great pitch. That was a great, great pitch. pitch, low and out of the zone, and Rendon went down and got it, and it's the juice ball. Right. Um, and you know. What are you going to do? Juice ball. It goes. It's out. Then Juan Soto, the lefty, comes in against Kershaw. And I don't know what Kershaw's problem is with giving up homers to lefties in the playoffs. But Ikes, I would not I would not have brought him back out. I would have gotten yeah, my consecutive out. Consecutive pitches, too. Yeah. Right? It was brutal. Yeah, that was just, yeah. And that, that photo of Kershaw in the dugout was, yeah. you know, you, you felt it. You definitely yeah. felt it. No one around him. <laughs> but I think like, it. I think ultimately it's better for the Dodgers because I don't think that that team, I think that was the best team, but I don't think that team was going to, it's just so hard to go three years in a row through the world series. And I just Mm -hmm. don't think they could, I think they would have been ground down mentally and just been rolled over by whoever makes it in the American league. Not to mention the fact they still had to go through the Cardinals who completely fell apart. Right. (laughs) They didn't, they didn't even, Against the Nationals, to show that was up. so yeah. bizarre. It wasn't even not even a close series <laughs> in every respect. Not just the four four nothing sweep, but the, the games weren't even close. Yeah, awful. Uh, no hitting. I mean, yeah. I think their they, their batting average was well below two hundred as a team. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah, it was pretty. But it was basically like the weakness that that team showed all season. They were just like, "What if we did that for an entire series?" Mm-hmm. Well, then you get swept. Yeah. Yeah, and it was one of those things, too, where it's kind of like I was glad that it wasn't close because the Cardinals, if the Cardinals had made the World Series, it would have been a yawner, and they probably would have been swept. You mean like, just, this, that was what, like this World Series? Yeah. <laughs> More so. I think it would have been over already. We would have already been you know, in free agencies and right now if it was yeah. uh, the Cardinals in the series. They just, yeah, I don't, I don't I, know I if you noticed in our, in our uh, Fantasy Baseball League, John, I've, I've stir, started stirring the pot of – free agent uh, trade activity that. and stuff, trying to get everyone getting ready Started to talking, getting going. I haven't even looked at my going. team yet. So I have yeah. to kind of look at the spreadsheets and stuff yeah. and kind of get back into that mindset. No one, in, no one listening to this cares, but I'm going to say it anyway. Very interestingly, John, our league has more teams with more keepers than they can keep keepable players, more keepable mm-hmm. players than they can keep. That means two things. One, there should be some trades with some of the other teams, but also it means that the value of players will inflate. Mm-hmm. The inflation yeah, value. a lot of money on people that aren't worth it. Well, yeah, because Just you're going to gonna, get that one guy. Because all the guys that you're keeping are all undervalued. And there's, mm-hmm. I would say, easily nine of the teams in the league have more than enough under underpriced players. Mm-hmm. And that's all you want. That's for people who play keeper leagues. That's all you care about is: Are you underpriced? What's the the value that you're getting? 
between and that winds what the player up at, costs in the draft, and what he though. should cost. But d- yeah. during the auction time, though, you're going to have people that are going to get pissed off again. Right. <laughs> because I'm going to look at it as like, well, I got a shitload of money, and I need this one guy, and right. I'm going to overpay for him. Right. I'm so you're okay going to see that. guys going for you know fifty yeah, percent more than they should. Most likely, yeah. but there, I will say there's a lot of really good players going to be available too. Like there's Trevor Story and there's Xander Bogarts and there's Javi Baez and those are all middle infielders. But um, there's some good players out there. Good players, they'll be making a boatload of money. They're going to be yeah. wishing they were playing in our league. That's right. <laughs> They're going to be real life. They're going to be writing in saying, "I wish we were in the Confederacy what? of Dunces." I, what fifty bucks a year? Are you kidding me? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. No, I look forward to hot stove season. Yeah, because the hot stove season is kind of a little bit more exciting right now than, yeah. than the way this World Series has kind of played out. Yeah. Uh, and that's really why I started posting on the stuff. It's just kind of a boring World Series. And I mean, whatever. I'm excited for Houston fans. That's a great team. I'm excited for national fans to have won a playoff there. series. Like, that's great mm-hmm. for them. And then to have won two playoff series, even better. And then to kind of crap the bed here, we kind of tough but really like do nationals fans even really exist <laughs> outside of dc no but i mean just like even in general like aren't they really orioles fans who just kind of got tired of the team kind or right. like you know yeah. maybe there's like a random expos fan who's like okay i'll i'll go with the franchise right. whatever or like someone who's just like i never really liked the orioles because i don't like that orange and black combination no me neither never have yeah, so there's going to be those kind of fans, and then there's just going to be, like, jerkos who are just like, oh, yeah, like, all these D.C. people who are like, yes, this is our team. Like, all right, buddy. <laughs> and they had Frank Howard at uh, one of the pregames, uh, and, and Frank Howard played for the Washington Centers, which has absolutely nothing to do with the Washington Nationals, but I thought it was interesting. There's that, a perfect you know, symmetry they, there for Washington, yeah. D.C. and yeah. Bring yeah, irrelevancy yeah. to the game. But it was cool to see him. When I first yeah. saw him, I'm like, I didn't know he was still alive. Yeah, no, it's it great. It's a news. Mandela effect type of thing. <laughs> it's like, isn't he dead? I could have swore yeah. he died. Yeah. Uh but that was cool to see him. And he he looked, you know, pretty good. That was like I mean, to me, I think you know, look at some a guy like that. He was just a beast. Yeah. You know, he was just a big beast yeah he was one of you you ever play those simulated uh classic uh baseball games or not no he was one of my favorite guys to get he would just you get a park that was specially suited to him and he would just mash you 50 home runs it was great yeah yeah simulated simulated baseball for the nerds who are nerdier than the nerds (laughs) (laughs) so uh president trump was at the game yesterday right yeah first of all Let's talk about the Washington Nationals opening pitch choices. What is going on there? Who, who did Chad they have? Cordero did one. Who's that? I don't even know who that He's is. He's a former oh, former player. Yeah. Former player. Okay. Remember he was like the closer for like a year or two yeah. or something? And then like Brad Schneider, the catcher, was was he was there wow. too. We should have Bryce Harper. <laughs> <laughs> But like I guess that would have been good. Other than politicians in Washington D.C., there's no real like local heroes. Yeah, you have former Montreal players, Pedro yeah. Martinez, yeah, uh, Randy Johnson, <laughs> Expo players. Yeah, that would have been cool. I don't really feel, John, like the Nationals have a deep connection to the Expos. No, they don't. I don't they feel really like don't. that's something that's really except the, for the. But it was just kind of sad. I, was like, I think they had 
one of the one of the astronauts threw out a a, a ceremonial first pitch, but not the official not ceremonial. The official. That was about and as close as they got to something yeah. relevant. <laughs> and that's kind of yeah. relevant. And then they had some kid from like the RBI Foundation come out. Yeah. And I'm like, well, all right, fair enough. And then they had a chef for Game Five. Oh. Who does? He's a. I don't want to say a famous chef because none of them are really famous, other than like Wolfgang Puck. But he also does like uh, he helps uh, uh, underdeveloped, impoverished countries and stuff like that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with feeding and, and stuff, which is very cool, very cool. Uh, but they did not have the president do it, and apparently, and Rob Manfred said that they talked about this, but he declined. But it sounds like one of those things where it was like, hey, is it okay if you don't do it? And Trump was like, yes, I decline to do it. So right. everyone win-wins. <laughs> like, no one wants, in this climate right now, no one wants him out there. So they announce him, and of course the place goes crazy booing him and lock him up. A classy, classy thing by a fan base that's losing, you know, losing, <laughs> getting its butt handed to them to, by the Astros. Sports and politics don't mix. Yeah. Leave them, leave them be. And honestly, all politicians should be booed. I think the only time that they shouldn't be booed was that one time uh, George W. Bush went out after 9-11. Right. right. Even then, I think people thought he was going to get booed. Like, But I think it was like, you know what? Now is not the time for that. Now is not the time. We'll save it for later. Yeah. yeah. But you don't need to bring in the politics. There's enough going on in, in D.C. Uh, yeah. at the moment than to bring that into a baseball environment. So yeah. It would have made headlines, and it didn't need to be. So yeah. move, let's move along, move along, <laughs> move along. So it's uh, starting to hand out some of the hardware uh, for this year. And the two winners of the Reliever of the Year awards uh, basically ended their seasons in a rather negative way. Right, giving up home runs and uh, losing a game that they should have won. Hot hater, you know the, the Brewers were ready. Who relieves ready the relievers, go. John? That's yeah. the question. Who relieves the relievers of the year? Yeah, they're they're uh, they're they're crying in their beers. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Chapman, Chapman, who's got what two years and thirty million left on his contract, and he can opt out. You got to assume he's going to opt out. I mean, that's. There's no way he can't get four years at $15 million a year. Yeah, probably will. The way he was pitching this year and the way the market is right now and all that stuff. But he gave up a big big home run. He did. Lost the game. Yeah. He did. He gave up a big home run. Yeah. But yeah, Toto Osuna kind of laid an like, egg you know, a little whatever. bit. Yeah. But the, they, they, the Yankees, you know, just kind of expected a little bit of a better performance. But didn't they do basically exactly what we thought? Like they had no starting pitching. Right. They just didn't have starting pitching. They didn't have the ace. And then Paxton was what? He was bad and then good, right? Didn't he have a right. bad game? He had a good, good outing. Game? Good outing, yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. It, there hasn't been anything super memorable about this postseason yet. Maybe there will be. You know, it's just that, like Springer and Bregman still keep hitting home runs. That's about as the, the biggest news is that these guys, whenever the, the lights are the brightest. Although Bregman hasn't, neither one of them have has have had a great series, but they have hit big, yeah. got big home runs. Now, they're both hitting, I think, around 200, but they yeah. both have driven in, you know, five or six runs with their home runs. Yeah. Pretty pretty impressive that all it takes is, you know, one swing and everybody forgets. But that's the postseason baseball. Yes. 
And how about Rendon, though, at third base? Some of the plays that he – that one play he made the other night was like Brooks Robinson back in the yeah. – I think it was the 69 World Series. The ball was by him, and he gloved it. You know, yeah. had time to look at it, read the label, and still, I think, th- I don't know who it was that was running, but, yeah, he's 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 awesome. And he's going to look awfully nice in Dodger blue next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, right? Like, that's the other, the, we're going to jump to the, the Red Sox. Uh, we'll cover the Red Sox hiring their GM, but, like, the Dodgers have not been giving out these monster contracts. And they maybe, have to. Maybe have this to. This is offseason... Because, like, Justin Turner's good, right? Like, everyone likes to, Justin Turner, the red hair, all the things. But what about just having a great third baseman? Right, right. <laughs> and Turner can play in other positions. And he's already said that, hey, if we can go get somebody like Rendon, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll move anywhere. You tell yeah. me where you want me to play. I'm, I'm a team player. Yeah. Which is the, great. You love hearing yeah. that. Yeah, Kansas City. Justin, that's the answer to the question. <laughs> Kansas City is where we want you to play. <laughs> the White Sox need a third baseman. Bye, yeah. Justin. Oh, look, I think he's great. I think he's you know he's obviously a fan favorite with all the you know the redhead sure. stuff, but whatever. Yeah. But like you got Gavin Lux, who's going to be the second baseman. You've got Corey Seager, who's the shortstop. You've got first base is like what max muncie slash bellinger yeah yeah freeze retired right david freeze oh he did yeah i think he retired he was a lefty killer man he turned himself into a hell of a lefty killer Mm -hmm. like like a 950 ops against lefties all like this year and last year strong but yeah it's a it's interesting to see what the these bigger teams do and of course you know what the scraps are left for the smaller teams and all that but I'm, I'm ex- yeah. it, I'll be interesting to see. I think the Nationals will re-sign Rendon. Do you? I think they will. I think they'll. I think that, like, I think the reason why the Nationals didn't re-sign Harper, Harper was because was Soto keep him. Yeah. yeah. Like I think the reason why that when you have Soto coming and you're like, well, we don't need Harper because then you've got, you know you've got your outfield guy. I know you there's mm-hmm. three outfield positions, but most teams just have like one outfield guy. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need. And the rest is like Adam Eaton types. And who else is there? Mm-hmm. And well, they got Victor Robles, Robles too. Right. Yeah. So they, so, so two, they, they two, basically knew they had two star kids mm-hmm. and they're like, and we'll just piece together, you know, the, and, and, and Eaton's smart been great. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been great. Yeah. But they don't have a third baseman coming in their farm system. They have a shortstop, but they don't have a third baseman. The so it'll be Carter back up the truck type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like that's where you. That's when you say, okay, now we need to pay this guy. But the question mm-hmm. is, like, can you pay him thirty million a year? You're paying yeah, Strasburg. You're paying Scherzer. You're paying Corbin. Corbin. Yeah, a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But they're going to look at it too. It's like we were that Dodgers. close. I, I know, we were right? That close. You know, if we can keep everybody healthy and pick up maybe another. Well, they really if they put if they go all in on Rendon, they they they're not going to sign anybody else. That's for sure. Yeah. And they won't probably won't need to. They maybe need relievers, a, you know, though, man. I mean, yeah, I, maybe true. they just need to piece it together with some cheapos. But they need some relievers in that bullpen. That's. They have. Yeah, they are Rodney is unironically. They are unironically using Fernando Rodney. That is a yeah. bad situation. Oldest man in baseball, he's pitching yeah. in, on the brightest stage. Yeah, which is I guess uh, 
Bartolo Colon turned down the uh, Nationals <laughs> offer? Uh, maybe next year. Who knows? Well, the, the one thing that's happened, though, uh, over the course of the last week, quietly in the news, uh, has been all the hirings. Yeah. So there's been if you're like into the, 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 the all of the rumors and following MLB TR and, uh, you know, you're just a baseball geek and following every little detail. This is this is a fun time because of all the stuff that is going on. It probably most fun is watching the Mets not know what the hell they're doing and, and interviewing anybody <laughs> and everybody under the sun and not making a decision. Um, I thought Joe Girardi to the Mets was probably the best uh solution for them because they needed somebody with that type of acumen yeah um but you know of course they pass and they're talking about eduardo perez being a front runner it's like are you kidding me eduardo perez eduardo perez yeah it's like no on that yesterday all fans of teams that don't like the mets should rejoice (laughs) he's awful (laughs) the guy does not know anything about anything other than he used to play baseball Right. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. But we've had a bunch. David Ross, Joe Girardi, Chase Tingler. Ross to the Cubs, which is like the layup of all layups. Like everyone knew like he was going to wind up being a manager, and it's a perfect fit for the Cubs. He helped them win the World Series. He had the home run in his last at bat. He's going to get a lot of leeway, Mm -hmm. and he'll probably do what the front office tells him to do because he's just David Ross. Right. And it, it that helps ease the sting of the last two seasons for sure. Yeah, you know it's like okay now we got we got this young guy he's a, he's a fan favorite. I yeah. think the big question is what does he do about his buddies? Because <laughs> he's got a few buddies you know on that team. Lester being his primary buddy. Yeah. How do you, you know when it comes time to say you know I'm pulling you or you know, yeah that will be interesting to see how those those decisions play out. But I'm sure he's going to say all the right things because he is that kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed his time with the Dodgers and uh good for him and the Cubs. What about Joe Girardi to the Phillies? I like that, that, it. I mean, I like Girardi as a as a manager. So I. Yeah. And I we talked about this I think last year when he started doing um the commentary stuff, you know, like the mm-hmm. what what's it called? Whatever. Color. The, the color. Yeah. Uh, not the color, but the, the the shows, right? Like the oh yeah, yeah, the, the recap head, shows and stuff, the all the talking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like, I like what he has to say. I hate that it's Joe Girardi from the Yankees, but like, I I think he's <laughs> good at what I think he yeah. knows baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think uh, you know he was I kind of unceremoniously kicked to the curb yeah. by the Yankees because of a one bad decision. Uh, which was a big yeah. dis- bad decision, but still, you know, the Yankees uh, were like, you know, we can't afford to make that decision again in this situation. Therefore, right. see ya. So we'll bring in baseball knowledge man, Aaron Boone. <laughs> Aaron Boone. <laughs> yeah, you know, but what, what was his line from that? My guys are what? Effing. Oh, savages. Savages, right. Yeah. My guys are effing savages out there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that well. guy is such a just a Rattle bro. Up. I can't even. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, he is. He so ridiculous. Is. When the chips are down and the buck is up against the sharks and the teeth are chattering, <laughs> John, he's not the guy we want lifting his hoist above the main boom. So, what do you? What have you heard the rumors about Bruce Bochy saying that he wants to manage again? Or take yeah. a year off. 
And the first team that he's being connected to is the Red Sox. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. I don't know about that. That's <laughs> it's like Joey Cord's got to be like, hey. Yeah. No, I, yeah that's, that's crazy. I, the thing is, I thought he was For leaving baseball because he didn't like. Shouldn't he just be allowed to manage the Giants as long as he wants? If he. Yeah, you'd think. I, but, you know, like he won them Faridi's three World Series. Guy. Yeah, but he won Whoever three World Series. I, I feel you like think? if you win three World Series, then it's just kind of like, yeah, you stay here as long as you want, man. Right. I, right. It's San Francisco. You can just poop on the street. You don't even have to go home. <laughs> well, maybe that's why the Padres hired Jace Tingler, because, you know, if he lays an egg, then Bruce Boshi comes home. Jace Tingler. Look. <laughs> There's a I name. don't want to make look. I don't want to make fun of people's names because I don't exactly have the, you know, whatever most simple name. But Jace Tingler sounds like a porn name. <laughs> it's like Dirk Diggler, right? Jace Tingler, Rock Chestwell, or whatever those movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's he's uh, uh, one of uh, Preller's guys. Preller's guys from the Rangers yeah. and. You know, so was Ron Washington, who you thought was sure. going to be their next manager, which I thought would have been a disaster. Um, that would have been crazy. I saw that. I thought that was a joke. I saw that. I was like, wait, is this a real? Is this a parody yeah. site? No, he was actually right. Ron Washington was listed He's as the, the number final. two. Yeah, he was the number two behind Jace Tingler. Amazing. And I think this is Preller. Preller's, you know, got to deliver a win with this because he's delivered nothing but bad decisions in his four or five years he has built a a farm system the the likes of which i have never seen but i don't think he's using it right and also those shady dealings he was involved in and and he's got this sort of checkered past he's got the hosmer signing which was not good especially considering what they've brought up through the farm system they should have left will myers at first base Mm -hmm. they've put Mm -hmm. him in the outfield they've he has made it difficult to manage the team at a certain point, it will be on him. It's like the Pirates. Like, the Pirates have cleaned house. Right. And, you know, they started off the season looking like they could be a 500 team and maybe, you know, maybe do well and make the playoffs, you know, with a few things break right. Everything is broken wrong. All mm-hmm. the players that they've traded away in the last few years have all gone on to greater success. Glory, <laughs> like, Glory with other like teams. really, yeah. really bad trade record. And then some of the – Shane Baz or – was it Boz? Shane Boz, I think they're saying this how you pronounce it. Like that's another player in the Tyler Glasnow trade. The the Tyler Glasnow, what is it? Austin Meadows, mm-hmm. Shane Baz, yeah. and like any one of those three is worth Chris Archer now. Yeah. And the Rays got all three of them. Yeah, not a good deal. Not a good deal. And then the mm-hmm. Garrett Cole trade, I mean, that might still bear some fruit. Garrett Cole was not Garrett Cole, but then who he, when he left, well, he became yeah. super Garrett Cole. Because of the spin rate. Yeah, and the cheating, the but whatever. And the no, no offense, Astros, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. So yeah, the other no, no-brainer hiring was uh, Joe Madden to the Angels. That was yeah. a week, and, week or so ago. So that was a big... Um, Big boost, I think, for Angels fans, and they're yeah. talking about uh, the the likely landing spot for Garrett Cole would be there, and that all of a sudden, overnight, changes the landscape in the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or whatever they're called. I mean, days. if the Anaheim Angels could have starting pitching, yeah, they would almost feel like they could make the playoffs. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> something else will go wrong. It's the Angels. <laughs> 
But here's the thing. Aren't there like three or four teams still that don't have a manager? There's the yeah. Mets, right? The Royals don't have a manager. Pirates. The, the Pirates and the Giants. Yeah, still waiting. Four teams without a manager. Yeah, that was eight total, wasn't it? Eight. It's amazing. Nine, something like that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, so it's we're we're already in the hot stove season as far as managers are concerned and still have some holes to fill. And some, you know, no big names really attached to any of those right now. They're all kind of yeah. like bench coaches and first base coaches that are, you know, the top candidates for those remaining. Although Buck Walter is the one one name. Although the one you must love Mike Matheny being the top candidate for the Royals. <laughs> Honestly, that would make me so happy. Like, yes, go to the Royals, ruin all those people. If you have, well, if you, you have, have, if you have Royals you players on Matheny. your, oh my god, I don't even know if I, can. if I was a Royals fan, I would lose my mind. Yeah, that would be so perfect. And then maybe they can bring in uh, once they fire Matheny, they can bring in um, who do I hate with the Marlins? The Marlins. Who is oh, the man? Don Mattingly. Mattingly. I was like, it's M something. I don't know. It's still early for me, John. I don't even know what I'm it doing. Is, what it are, is what are you early. doing? Where are you? What's all that noise? Oh, it's the street noise of uh, Miraflores, uh, Lima, Peru. So, yeah. Wow. It's every morning uh, between like 7 o'clock and about 10, 11 is street traffic and honking horns. And, yeah, it's amazing. The horn is, is, is like the excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. I see. Trying to get through here, and it's nonstop. You yeah. hear it everywhere, all day long. That's amazing. So, that's, so it's like it's like the the state bird or whatever. Is yeah, the, it is. Is it a is. car horn? Yeah, ours yeah, we, is the think, uh, screeching tires. Yeah, and in here in it's, we think people tires. go to driver's ed, and that's part of what they learn. Yeah, when to use your horn. Yeah, it's like a when Morse code thing. It is. It is a yeah. very appropriate thing. Well, here's the thing, too, is they don't always have stop signs at intersections. So oh. as someone's approaching an intersection, they'll beep their horn. Right. Okay. Just sure. to let someone know who might be coming through that yeah. I'm coming through. So, yeah, yeah nonstop. Just to that instill fear in the hearts of uh, right. everybody. Everybody. Great. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> and then where are you going from from there? You're going to Chile? From Lima, we're going to Cusco. We'll be in Cusco for a month. And then Arequipa. Uh, these are all in Peru. And then on to Santiago, Chile in December. Now, are you concerned about the stuff that's going on in Chile currently? No, not really. Okay. It is, uh, you know, just like the, the stuff that happened in um, Ecuador after we were there. Uh, it lasted for three or four days, and then it's everything's hunky-dory, and I think it's the same thing. It's just they raised the prices of... Uh, uh, commuter, I think it was trains and buses, and people were in an uproar, and it'll it'll be so fine you be, by the time. So it wasn't so much a protest, so much as people just choosing to walk to work. Yeah, they well they <laughs> they've, they've been upset, and I yes. think they're they're marching in the streets and protesting, yeah. and you walking, know, kind of like walking to work. You know, pink pink hats, and yeah. you know, like in the United States, peaceful yeah. protests, and but about actual, but about like actual things protests. that are actually affecting people. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry. But yeah, you know, wherever we go, apparently there is, uh, after we've been there or before we get yeah. there, there's been some civil unrest, but yeah, yeah. we're okay. Everything's so fine. we'll just call you like the angel of death. We'll just, <laughs> from now on, that's just what we'll call you. Okay, sounds good. John we'll Sumple, angel, of, angel death. of death. Yeah. Step aside, so, Gabriel. Speaking of pink hats, yes. um, 
the Astros fired their assistant GM, Brandon Taupin, for some... He must have had a lot of champagne after that uh, Okay, so let's win. break this down for everybody, because I don't fully understand how this sequence of events could have happened. He had to be drunk, you think? So the Astros win the ALCS by they with the walk-off homer against Aroldis Chapman, right? Mm -hmm. Jose Altuve. Mm -hmm. But in the previous inning, DJ LeMahieu with his opposite field juice ball home run that should have just been a flyout off of Roberto Osuna, who has some domestic violence issues in Toronto, which is why he was traded away and never played another game for the Blue Jays, to the Astros. So this guy, after the game, decided that he needed to shout his support for Roberto Asuna, who had just blown the lead, by the way, mm -hmm. saying like that this was some what was I don't know what he was saying. It was like you know we traded for him. I guess it it worked out great or whatever. Right. And it's hard to tell from the first account whether this was guy was like being sarcastic, and then it was apparently directed at female, female reporters. reporters. Now yeah. now my opinion is personally that. It should not matter whether it's female reporters or male reporters. They're reporters. And if everyone's treated the same and if the women can walk around while the men's dinguses are hanging out, then we don't call them male or female. They're just reporters. If you give special treatment to women. They. Exactly. That they're just the reporters. But again, this is that weird area where it's like, but again, like, why? I just don't understand this guy's move. And uh, yeah. yes, of course, he should be fired because what's your what are you doing? Yeah. It's that temporary loss of of sanity, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It was you know there must have been something that that kind of triggered that. Yeah. It's almost like he he intentionally with venom in his blood uh, went up to these women and just yelled at them like ha 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 we you know the, the abuser won the game ha 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 or not won the game but he's we're so glad he's with us. It just it just doesn't make sense. And Luna was just like. Uh, yeah, I really don't know where that came from. And he yeah. apologized. Uh, uh, Taubman apologized, saying that, you know, that's not my character. And But then there's been all these discussions about what is the culture in, in, in the, uh, the front office of the Astros, if they would even allow that to happen. Why did, why did they get us sooner in the first place? Why would they allow somebody with that type of a mentality? So there's been this you know, kind of back page discussion, you know, in the yeah. media about the culture within the Astros organization. Yeah. You mean, you mean the media has found a way to blow this out of proportion? Oh, Fantastic. Yeah, it's a headline. Fantastic. It's a headline. Sure. Yeah. Ratings. And look, I, look, I think it's from, from what I read, it sounds like he should have been fired or at least suspended or, you know, significantly. But like, I don't understand. Like, how can you how can you know that what he was saying was aren't that we are glad we got a domestic abuser women like that's the way I was like the way it was interpreted. Mm -hmm. But like I feel like, first of all, it's sexist to assume that he was addressing them as women defenders of domestic violence sufferers or whatever. Like he was talking to reporters and maybe these were reporters who had specifically denounced the move. Right. Because of whatever, but like from a strictly baseball perspective, these guys don't care about that stuff. That's why they traded for him. They're like, as long as he keeps his under control, then it's a good move. You know, like no one went after Brian Cashman for getting Aroldis Chapman. I got to tell you, by the way, a game where Aroldis Chapman and Roberto Osuna give up both gave up runs, runs like yeah. that is just 
That is just sweet, sweet karma right there. But anyway, this guy's fired. He'll probably find some other job doing some other thing, just not in baseball. But such a strange story. Like, again. McDonald's is looking. <laughs> but probably too much alcohol is what I'm going to guess. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Because yeah. it sounded like it was like walk up in your face, ha, ha, ha type of thing. Just, you know, very childish type of Yeah. But I mean, he w- he could have done that to men too if the men had denounced the trade. Do you know sure. what I mean? Like, so we right. don't know right. what's in his heart. But I think a lot of people these days seem to know what's in people's hearts, except when they don't know what's in people's hearts. So right. a lot of enough. assumptions going on. Yeah, analysts' opinions. Yeah. So other front office news: uh, the Red Sox hire Kai. I don't even know how to Kaiam Bloom. Kaiam. I'm going to call him Chaim. Because it's James. spelled C H I M A I M. Yeah, but he's. he's I remember big... I used to. Gr- I grew up in the the Fairfax district of L A. I was like, three years there, and there was. Uh, they always had the Lachaim to Life uh, posters. It uh-huh. cel- it's a marathon they do, uh, like a, a telethon mm-hmm. fundraiser for uh, Jewish Community Center and all this stuff. And uh, but I used to think it was L Chaim to Life. L <laughs> <laughs> Chaim. Like no one told me it was Lachaim to Life. But I All guess right. this guy's name is Chaim. Chaim Bloom. Chaim Bloom. So I'm going to call him Chaim. Chaim, Chaim Bloom. Because here's the thing. When I'm in France, no one calls me Jed. They say Jed. When I'm in Mexico, they call me Head. And when I'm in Denmark, they call me Yilt. So, yilt? Yeah, wow. Yilt. Which, by the way, when you have a Danish girlfriend, figure out how they say your name in their language right away. <laughs> so when they're talking to their family, you know when yilt is being mentioned, like, oh, that's awful lot of use of the word yilt. I wonder what that means. <laughs> Just a little, little bit of advice. A little right. bit of advice for all you people out there. But this is a big hiring. Yeah. Highly respected. And- Highly respected, and you got to figure they just wanted to just hired him and said, just do what Andrew Friedman's doing in Los Angeles. Right. Like, right. maximize the farm system. Don't give away important pieces from the farm. Cheap contracts, value deals, build up, uh, build up a team. This Dave Dombrowski $250 million behemoth is not what they want to do. It's, it's such a crippling thing to do to a team because you just wind up with no flexibility. Mm-hmm. And Friedman has the flexibility now for right. the Dodgers. And the Dodgers have the, have more money to spend than anybody in baseball, but they also have the flexibility. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Good hire. Yeah. Interesting to see how that plays out. You know, it, it, yeah. in the, the Red Sox have basically run out of town the last two GMs to win World Series. Yeah, they they have zero so, tolerance for. Yeah, it's like <laughs> no, no, we got to fix this. We won. Yes, we appreciate yeah. that. We didn't follow it up, but yeah, yeah. thank you. Let's so move you got to figure what he wins a World Series in like three years, starts mm-hmm. packing his bags. Bags, right? As soon as mm-hmm. they win, the like next, all right, this is gonna be a problem. Analytical. <laughs> but then you know, let's jump ahead here to Bill James. Bill James leaving the Red Sox with four rings. He kind of ushered in the whole analytical era. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he helped curate all of that, you know, analytical perspective. And, mm-hmm. you know, in in baseball, what in like the 80s, and he was sort of like the guy. And the Red right. Sox are smart to bring him in as a consultant. They they have won. They have done well with him and by him. And good for him. 
four rings is pretty impressive uh, work. Yeah, he's got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah. The father of sabermetrics. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, Aaron Hicks. Yeah, this is a surprise. You know, out of the. Oh yeah, he's he's been dealing with a torn flexor muscle since August and goes under the wow. knife. So nice seventy million dollar signing. <laughs> For he was hurt a majority of the year. Came in, yeah. did well when he was there, but now he's going to be out probably most of next season, if not all of next season. Yeah. Well, that was that contract where it was a was seventy million. Is that what it was? But it was like yeah. for ten years or something like that. Or seven seven years. Seven years, like, I think it was. Something yeah, like seven that. years, yeah. right? Yeah, seven and ten. Yeah, seven. And everyone was kind of like, "Well, that's a good deal for the team for Aaron, if <laughs> if, if he can healthy stay healthy." And can contribute, yeah. But that's a guy who's never been able to stay healthy. So, good deal for it, Aaron for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was always you know it was a smart move to trade for him. I think they gave up what, like Cervelli or something like that, like their mm -hmm. backup mm -hmm. catcher at the time to the Twins. And if Aaron Hicks could ever stay healthy, he would be an all-star, I think. But yeah, I just don't know that that body's got it in it. So yeah. Yeah. his body is a wonderland, John. <laughs> Not for Yankees fans, though. Or the I mean, office. it's a different kind of wonder. Right. It's a painful right. wonderland. It's Not all wonderlands mark. are good lands, John. <laughs> no. So no. why do they call it wonder? So what do you see? We got uh, the juice ball. So is it dejuiced for playoffs? What was well, what's some the story people there? are saying that the analytics show that the ball being used for the playoff, blah 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 blah. Like, there's right. no way you can tell in that small a sample size. But they are saying that it's not carrying quite the way that it was, which might be. I mean, they manufacture the playoff balls a little bit different, right? They have different stampings Logos on them, and stamps. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like maybe. There's in too much ink process, on one side the, of the ball. Yeah, exactly. And the ink is creating a air drag or drag and yeah, yeah, or something. Or the, the the threads are higher or shorter. I don't know. So remember that what was it? The uh Dodgers it was the Dodgers um what's it called? Dodgers Astros World Series where they had that ball that no one could throw a slider. Hmm. And by the by by game seven, everyone had figured it out except for you, Darvish. Uh huh. And so every the, the Astros just stopped throwing their sliders. Does that have something to do with you, Darvish, giving Justin Verlander a burn? Oh, right, because there was he sort of fell down during one of the playoff, uh, one of the World Series games, and uh, a couple years ago, Verlander tweeted something about like doesn't look good for the athleticism of pitchers. Oh, and right, then and Verlander then like two tosses years one later, off his knee. yeah, then Verlander throws one off his leg. <laughs> And then you, Darvish, does the exact same tweet back at him. Very funny. Very, very funny. funny of you. Way to go, you. Very classic you. you. That's a great you move. <laughs> <laughs> so what was this? I didn't hear about this one either, the the hacking and tickets. This, this seems to happen quite frequently, that tickets get scammed in some way when it comes to playoff baseball. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what happened, and I honestly didn't read the story, and I just copied and pasted it off of a list of headlines. And uh, go look that kinda, headline up, folks. Kind of forgot. Let uh, us know what. Yeah, you. What you know what? Here, audience participation. You guys tell us right. what we should think about it, because honestly, I have no opinion. I have no idea how many tickets were stolen, what games, and uh, it's just the professionalism, you know, uh, that you and I have shown over the years. Shown over the years, right? 
Did you do any research on the Joe West suing Paula Duca story? Now, see, I read all that story. Okay. Okay. So, Paula Duca, noted uh, steroid pusher, uh, Paul Duca, Pauly D, of sorts, and or Paul Lodi, uh, for he claims that Billy Wagner, closer extraordinaire, potential Hall of Famer, maybe, um, bribed the umpire with car rides in his vintage cars. Well, wow. Joe West is suing Paul LaDuca. Wow. Yeah. Is that like uh, relievers driving in cars, drinking coffee with umpires? It's like that, except this would be kind of a big deal. It would be a big deal. <laughs> would be like sort of super inappropriate for fraternizing and all. I mean, also so how do you like, go about doing how, that? Though? How terrible would it be for Billy Wagner that people find right. out that like he hung out with an umpire? How right. embarrassing. Yeah. But I mean, like, how, how does that how does that come up? Is like, uh, are th- is there like this gaggle of umpires that like old cars and Billy Wagner's like, psst, psst, come here, got to show you this. Yeah, I mean, he's got like a trench coat up? on and he's like, <laughs> right. he's got all come these different car cars. keys inside this, in his <laughs> right. coat pockets. Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting story. But, you know, Joe West is suing Paula Duca for defamation, I would assume, right? Yes. Well, yeah. good luck, Joe. We'll, we'll be rooting for you. Well, maybe Paula Duca can pay him back in steroids. <laughs> Maybe extend his career. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Okay, moving on to starting nine in honor starting of Halloween, nine. which is coming up this week. Uh, nine players with horror movie names. Nine uh, players uh, for who have horror movie names. You ready for this rock and roll? Let's do it. All right, first up, Max Freed Day the 13th. <laughs> Max Freed. Friday the 13th. All right. Uh, Lonnie Chisholm Halloween. (laughs) Good. Lee Halloween. Halloween horror movie called Halloween. Very aptly titled. Uh, Manny Margette out. Nice. Manny Margette. Yeah. Here's an easy one. Probably should have let off with this. Silence of the Jake Lambs. There you go. Um, oh, okay. Austin, 28 Days Slater. Nice. Great movie. Brandon, Belt of the Dead. <laughs> Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> uh, these are good. A, a non-traditional pronunciation. Yes, Brandon. Um, oh, for the pitcher for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, formerly of the Marlins, Zach Galian. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Starl Thing Marte. Nice. The Starl Thing. Yeah. The Thing. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's good, uh, man. These are awesome. <laughs> okay. How about this? Uh, Chance the Exorcisco. That's great. <laughs> the Exorcisco. <laughs> uh, and last awesome. but not least, uh, the Texas Weigh-In Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> ah, those were great. Yeah, a lot of, lot of chuckles in that one. 
I like uh, the extra Cisco. Cisco. Yeah. That's good. That's quality. So uh, extra innings. Taking yeah. a look uh, what's going on outside the world of baseball. Uh, before we get to the the three here on our list, uh, how about that Tiger Woods? That guy that uh, was all pushed aside and his career was over and four back surgeries, three, seven, whatever, knee surgeries. Comes back, wins his very first start of the year. And just happens to tie the all-time record for wins on the PGA Tour with 82. I had not heard that, John. Yeah. yeah good for him. Uh, yeah, good for Tiger. Yeah, he good for Tiger. Win. He needed a little bit of a boost. Finally, a lucky break. You know, he only won the Masters. and the, Yeah, finally for, for Tiger Woods. But worthy of an extra extra innings mention. Absolutely. So one of the things, one of the things that we found out was when the Houston Rockets, was it their owner that uh, made comments about... The things going on over in the GM, uh, the GM, uh, over Morty, in, yeah, uh, over in uh, Hong Kong, it? Hong Kong, yeah, yeah. and that you know it started this entire uh, uh, demise of the NBA, <laughs> more or less. And yeah. Silver's got to be like, oh my God, this is a horror. This like the NBA is huge over in China, thanks to Yao Ming going back right. a while ago and becoming especially such a the big Rockets. Name. The, the biggest, yeah, the Rockets, biggest, the biggest, biggest, team biggest there. yeah, and this created this basic uh, political backlash to, uh, toward the NBA to the point where they're banning games and television contracts and removing all Rockets apparel from all yeah. stores and online. And Silver comes on last week and says this is having a huge financial impact on the NBA. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Because of one person. Because one person supported the protesters in Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I will yeah. say it's been a little odd seeing all the players and coaches who have a lot of opinions about the United States' business politically going with the, oh, you know, I don't really know what's going on over there in China. Right. right. Yeah, they know, don't pay attention to that. You know, I don't know. Communism. Is it bad? Really? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there's been a few outspoken. Uh, uh, Steve Kerr and Popovich have been quite outspoken about our political environment. Yes, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's. And I will say many bad. times yeah, the NBA speaking unknowledgeably about things just that they knowledge. have just a cursory knowledge of. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, right. and this is America. You can do that, right? But you have, you, yeah, your opinion. They should not be putting the pro- their profits ahead of human rights stuff that's all i'm saying like i I just think that when it comes to human rights maybe we would not worry about whether we're making 120 million a year and it's well now it's down to 104 million right it's a hurt it's a big big kick in the gut yeah maybe we don't worry about that maybe we focus on the humans and their rights the human rights anyway i'm just saying speaking of strange human rights (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just strange humans in general. Kanye West's new "Jesus Is King" uh, uh, album uh, was released, and he has had a religious awakening. Yeah, and good for him. And, you know, uh, Doesn't he have like this traveling church thing that he's now doing? The Church of I had not Kanye. seen that, but I am now looking forward yeah. to to finding yeah. that online. Um, yeah, so much anticipated and 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 much delayed. I think there were. He was going to release it, and then they had to delay it a couple weeks, and then he was like, we're going to release it at midnight, and then then they're going to release it in, well, 
and then at midnight and plus a couple hours, it's still midnight in Hawaii. We're still we're releasing it, and then they finally got it released. And my understanding is that there's some good songs on it, and it's not really my taste, but it's interesting to see, you know, to see someone trying to do sort of like religious, a religious thing with his kind of music. But he's always had a little bit of a religion bent to some of his his lyrics, didn't he? Have the Yeezus, Yeezy, Yeezus yeah, that's album right. was one. That's right. <clears throat> and he's, uh, you know, he's Kanye West. So, well, I think he might wants. be admitting in this, uh, but with this album, that he might not actually be Jesus. Whereas I think before, he, he there thought was, he was sort of an yeah. implication that, like, maybe now I he's might admitting be that Jesus. <laughs> he's like, now he's admitting, like, yeah, the higher power reigns, and you know, kinda, yeah. I'm kind of okay with my place in all of this. So. Yeah. Yeah, best of luck to you, Kanye. You need yeah. that, you know, just like China in the NBA, or just like the NBA with China, you know. Tough go, tough go, Tiger, tough go, yeah. NBA, tough go, Kanye. Yeah. Okay, so we'll see how that goes. But speaking of really tough goes. The uh, toughest go, really. Yeah, al-Baghdadi uh, basically uh, blew himself up with a bunch of kids around him because, as Trump described him, he was a big, big, big baby and ran away crying and yeah. decided to, you know, blow himself up when he was cornered. Yeah. But that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. This guy is like the head, the founder of ISIS. Yeah, pretty big like, deal. This is a big deal. They've been on the hunt for this guy for a long time. Now, my understanding, they tried to take him in, but he that wasn't having out, it. Yeah. He was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to blow myself up and these kids, by the way, because I'm just a terrorist. And that's what I do. Right. That's what I do. We blow things up. <laughs> we blow things ourselves. <laughs> I would rather blow up these people than go in like, hey. You know what? Hey, I don't know if that's a good message you want to send future supporters, but fair enough. Uh, but anyway, it's a great whatever you think of the current president, which is your open. You're, everyone's welcome to their own opinion. This is a cool thing. This is a get rid of a horrible, horrible person off this planet. There'll be another whatever, but we'll deal with that guy when he comes along. and We'll drone strike that guy or we'll find him in a cave and blow him up, too. Right. Looking forward to the next one. Can't wait. <laughs> so what's coming up next? Find out if all your dreams will come true on Maybe We'll Do a Show Next Week and Maybe We Won't.